Radio City Talks Sporting Heroes. Welcome along to the Sporting Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones and, uh, well, everyone, when they were growing up, if they were a sports fan, they had someone who was their sporting hero. So I love getting guests into the studio to talk about who theirs was. And uh, today's guest is absolutely no different. He's a Champions League winner with Liverpool alongside multiple other trophies as well and made so many appearances in that famous red shirt for Liverpool. It's a warm welcome to Jamie Carragher. First of all, let's just talk about your wonderful career and getting into football uh, the dream of every kid and you very much lived that dream yeah uh, I mean I don't think it was my dream as a kid to play for Liverpool <laughs> uh, it was it's well documented I was I was a blue as a kid but I went to uh, Liverpool as a nine-year-old kid you know Liverpool were the top of the trade the best team in the country that would have been probably 1987 88 probably that that time uh, so it was brilliant to go there and obviously everyone knows I stayed there ever since so really long career at the club and uh it's just, I think when you, you stay at a club that long, uh, it's just inbred in you then. So, uh, massive reds now, don't worry. <laughs> when the call from Liverpool came then, were you itching for one from Everton as well? No, not really. I didn't think like that as a kid. You're a nine-year-old kid, just playing your football. Obviously, your dream is to, to be a professional footballer. Uh, wasn't quite sure how it worked or how old you were when you went to clubs. It's not as intense, I think, as it is now where you know kids are picked up a lot earlier. Uh, I just remember being brought into a dressing room and, and four of us were told we were being invited up to train at, at Melwood. Uh, four of us from Bootle Boys, which is the local district team, and uh, and that was it. And st- still in touch with the coaches now who were there on that first day, Hugh McCauley, Dave Shannon, Steve Highway. There's some great coaches and a great batch of youngsters who came through at around the, the same time as you. If you look at the likes of Stephen Gerrard, obviously Michael Owen, uh, I know they were a bit before you, but Robbie Fowler, Steve McManaman, what a... a great amount of scouts talent all coming through that Liverpool system brilliant and I mean it just shows what a great job the coaches I've just mentioned did uh, I think sometimes we forget sometimes what we did as a, as a club Liverpool in terms of bringing players through we always sort of look further afield there was a time when Ajax was the, the way to do it and, and Man United had that great uh, spell of bringing players to under Alex Ferguson but you actually think of the players Liverpool brought through, it was actually unbelievable. And I think for the success the club had probably in, in the early 2000s, uh, even the 90s, some of that, you think you actually won the big trophies. You go back to, I think Liverpool won the FA Cup in 92 against Sunderland. Steve McManaman's the best player. Local lad comes through. Robbie Fowler, uh, Liverpool's best player for a long time. Steven Gerrard, how many trophies did he win the club? Michael Owen scoring goals against Arsenal in the cup final. So every big trophy that was won in that era by Liverpool was dominated by local players. You talk about the, the success at the start of the 2000s, the treble winning team, of course, and then the, the Charity Shield and Super Cup that were added at the start of the next campaign, rolling on to another League Cup in 2003, the Champions League. Just went on and on and on, didn't it, under Rafa and Gerard Houllier? It did. We had a, a brilliant time in from probably 2001 uh, or, or probably you know the season 2000 and probably ended in 2009 really where we almost won the title and I think it's maybe not giving enough credit that decade for Liverpool yes there's other decades that have, have, have achieved more of course we know that possibly the 70s and 80s uh, but yes we never won a league title we won every other trophy we could in that decade I mean went all over Europe beat everyone really home and away the Madrid, Barcelonas, the Milans so we had a great time there for probably 8 or 9 years and and were very successful uh, and give you some great memories to uh, you know Liverpool supporters. How, how big a regret was it not quite getting that title over the line, but winning all the other stuff I, I can't maybe outweighs it slightly? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, if you said to me, would you swap all that for a league title? Not a chance. I wouldn't swap the league title with the champion. If someone had said to me, you could win the league twice instead of the Champions League, I wouldn't swap that. I mean, we'd probably be playing in... Well, we did play in, I think, the greatest Champions League uh, final there's been. Maybe best European Cup final there's been, if you, if you go back even further. I think in that decade, we played in the best UEFA Cup final of all time, winning 5-4 against Alaves. Maybe one of, the, one of the best FA Cup finals in the 3-3, Stevie Gerrard. So we're involved in some unbelievable games, uh, took it right to the wire. And really, I think sometimes after your career, it's, there's always something you haven't done. That's with every, even the best players in the world. Some of the greatest players that I've ever played have never won the European Cup. You know, So I, I feel very lucky and privileged for what uh, I achieved. And yes, there's always things you want to win. I mean, love to have won the title. Not so much for myself, for the supporters. Uh, more than anything, but it wasn't to be. And uh, but I, I look back on that decade, those ten years, you know, great pride of what we've done for the club. Absolutely, and rightly so. It's Radio City Talk. I've got Jamie Carragher in the studio to do a sporting hero. So let's get on to who your sporting hero was. You, you've mentioned you grew up a blue, but you were around the city and and a number of good plays for both clubs at that time, both dominating English football and European football as well. So who would it have been who you looked up to? Well. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, you mentioned I was a blue, so I was, you think of the, the best players in the team and you looked up to those, you know. And to be honest, I think as any kid does, you, you change your favourite player every week. <laughs> uh, so you think of Graeme Sharp and Steve and Kevin Sheedy, Peter Reid, those people. But in terms of actually a hero you look up to, I'd probably say Kenny Daglish, but I possibly didn't realise it as a kid that he was my hero in some ways. But Kenny was in my life from probably 10 years of age. Uh, he was the manager of Liverpool. I just joined the club. He used to watch us train every week uh, because his son was part of the train. Even though he's the manager of the club, his son was part of the school of excellence. So he'd come and watch us train, and this was like Kenny Daglish, and he'd be joining in some nights. And this was maybe the most high-profile man in British football. Uh, and to then be involved with, with Liverpool for so long and. What he did as a player, I was aware of that without really watching it week in, week out. Seeing him as the manager and that figure. And then also what he's done for the club, obviously with the Hillsborough disaster and you know now coming back as a you know huge ambassador. Also being my my manager and the last trophy uh, won by a Liverpool manager was, was Kenny Daglish. So I'd have to go for uh, Kenny Daglish. Can you remember the first time you did meet him? Oh God, that's a story. <laughs> uh I was playing for Bootle Boys, his son was playing for Crosby Boys, and he was on the side of the pitch. Now, I'd just joined Liverpool. Uh, Kenny wouldn't have been aware of me, I, I don't think, too much then. And he was on the side of the pitch with Tom Saunders, a famous name from the, from the old boot room. And he was manager of Liverpool at the time. And uh, we got a dodgy penalty, shall we say, in the last <laughs> minute, which I scored. And uh, Kenny wasn't shy in telling the referee his <laughs> thoughts at the end of the game. And my father wasn't shy in telling Kenny Daglish what he thought, <laughs> considering how many fortunate penalties Liverpool got at the cop end, uh, which my dad informed him of at the end of the game. So there was a few words said, and that was the start of the relationship. <laughs> and then uh, going forward, obviously, he was the manager, as you mentioned, when you joined the club. But then when he came back to manage you when you were uh, towards the latter end of your career, what was that like? Brilliant. A dream, really, uh, having a figure like that. And not just because of his name, Kenny Daglish, but he's a great manager. You know, very few managers have won the, the title of two different clubs. Uh, so that's a very special achievement. Uh, not just winning the football, certainly the sides he, he managed under, you know, the Barnes and Beardsley team, John Aldridge team, fantastic team, maybe one of the greatest of all time in Liverpool's history. 
So you know you, you're getting managed by a special figure, really. Uh, and it was great that we could actually bring a trophy back under Kenny. And I think he was very unfortunate to lose his job. I don't think that should have happened. Uh, I mean, we got to two cup finals in the same season, won one of them. Uh, so it was a very good season. We, the season petered out a little bit towards the end of the season. That's the reason why we didn't make the Champions League and maybe why Kenny uh, cost Kenny his job. But the reason it petered away because we had so many games, really, you know, with being involved in the two cup competitions. So it wasn't easy. Uh, and it was great competition at the top of the league, as there still is now. So uh, I thought he'd done a, a fantastic job in, in the full 12 months he had. And when he did come in, what what was it like for you as a senior player, but holding him in such high regard? Were there any nerves about playing under someone of the stature of Kenny Dalglish? Not really. More, I'd, I'd like to think it inspired me, mm. really. When he first came in, I was actually injured. Uh, I dislocated my shoulder under Roy Hodgson uh, late on. So uh, I was just uh, chomping at the bit to get back and, <laughs> and play for Kenny Daglish and he, and he put me in at my first game away at Chelsea I hadn't played for about nine weeks with an, uh, a shoulder injury it was Torres's first game uh, for Chelsea I was up against Torres which was uh, nice of Kenny to throw me into <laughs> but I think we won that one uh, I remember doing a challenge on Torres uh, and landing on my shoulder which I'd just dislocated uh, a couple of months before but it, it went okay and uh, he kept me in the side then Brilliant memories. A great man who, who's put so much back into football in, in other ways, as you've already mentioned, with the Hillsborough disaster. But even things like just being on the side of a pitch of a kid's game watching his son play, you don't get that with many Premier League managers in this day and age. No, listen, it's a different world that we live in. But listen, Kenny Daglish, for everything we, we wax lyrical about him, he's a real family man. You know, looks after us. You know, he's got a great issue, obviously, with his wife and his kids and his family. Kelly works with us on on Sky Sports. Does a great job as well. So he is a real family man. He's always there for his kids. So you wouldn't expect anything different. Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher joining me on Sporting Heroes this week. My name's Matt Jones, and you can catch me on Radio City Talk every weekday uh, from three until six thirty. I do Sporting Heroes on a Wednesday, but there's loads of other stuff on the show uh, besides that. Plenty of Liverpool and Everton chat, and basically any sport that's happening in Liverpool I'll be covering it so if you want to tune in you can get us on DAB or AM 1548 in the northwest of England and North Wales plus you can ask your Alexa to play Radio City Talk and you'll get us that way as well and don't forget to hit subscribe and you can catch another Sporting Heroes next week